0: what's up read pray share family we are back with another bible study lesson for you and this week's message was given by giovante williams where he is talking about being on the battlefield and in this message he goes deeper to help us understand and decipher if we're on the battlefield or if we're in the classroom where god is teaching us more things before being on the battlefield we hope and we pray that this message resonate with you and we hope that you enjoy <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah, I don't have to do all of that. Not for little old me. Praise God. Dear Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for this time, this opportunity, Lord God. Thank you for bringing us together, Lord God, to receive your word, Lord God, to receive your instruction, Lord God, to receive encouragement, Lord God, and to receive knowledge, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God as we go out into this world, Lord God, we might come back, Lord God, with scrapes and bruises, Lord God, and and cuts, Lord God. But you've called us together, Lord God, because this is the hospital, Lord God. This is the emergency room, Lord God. This is the therapy office, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. This is the training ground, Lord God. So we come together, Lord God, that If someone is injured, Lord God, some people might be injured, Lord God, that you've said that you will heal them, Lord God. Some people may need more training, Lord God. You said that you will teach them, Lord God. And some people, Lord God, are dealing with some things, Lord God. And you said that you will be their therapist, Lord God. So, Lord God, you said that you will become all things for all men, Lord God. So we come together, Lord God, to receive your word, to receive your knowledge, Lord God. And Lord God, I pray that, Lord God, I I just take the the background, Lord God, and that you receive all the glory, Lord God, because there's nothing that I do, Lord God, that is not for you, Lord God, that that isn't to please you, Lord God. And I ask that you use me as a weapon and a tool, Lord God, use me as a vessel, Lord God, to, to minister to your people. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So. I'm excited to be here once again to be able to teach once again um, Thursday if y'all joined the live that we talked about how to be ready for battle you know to be war ready that we needed to be fully equipped you know we talked about the full armor of God and how to put it on and why we need it on and today we want to talk about being on the battlefield you know because once I'm prepared for war, God is going to send me out for the battlefield, send me out to the battlefield, and we have to be prepared for it. So first, am I fully equipped? You know, do I have on my helmet of salvation? Am I walking in the, with the belt of truth? Am I walking in the preparation of the gospel? Do I have on my breastplate of righteousness? You know, do I have my shield with me? do I have that word with me? You know, am I studying the word? Do I know the word? So number one, to prepare, you know, to prepare ourselves, the prep work for the battle, for the war, am I fully equipped? You know, are you fully equipped before you walk out, before you go on to the, to the battlefield? Second thing I need to do is know my enemy. Do you know your enemy? Ephesians 2, 1 through 3 says, and you, he made alive when you were dead, slain by your trespasses and sins, in which at one time you walked habitually, you were following the course and fashions of this world, were under the sway of the tendency of this present age, following the, the prince of the power of the air. You are obedient to and under the control of the demon spirit that still constantly works in the sons of disobedience, the careless and rebellious and unbelieving who go against the purpose of God. Among these, you, among these, we as well as you once lived and conducted ourselves in the passions of our flesh our behavior governed by our corrupt and sensual nature, obeying the impulses of the flesh and the thoughts of the mind, our craving dictated by our senses and our dark imaginings. We were then by nature children of God, wrath and heirs of his indignation like the rest of mankind." So. Do we know our enemy? Most of the time we think our enemy is just Satan, you know, but we have three enemies, Satan, the world, and this flesh. Satan is the accuser. The world dangles everything in our face face that we think we want, that we think we like, and our flesh is just, I want to go for it. You know, I want to indulge in everything. And we have to understand that Satan isn't even our biggest enemy. He's not. Yes, Satan knows us and whatnot, but the reason why he's not our biggest enemy is because he's already been defeated. He's already lost. What he's trying to do is deceive us into thinking that he won. So what does he do? He knows that um, we are three in nature. He knows that we are body, soul, spirit. He knows that. But he's like, if I could get the flesh to drive the boat, then everything else is going to follow along with it, you know? So let's talk about Satan. We're not going to give too much time to him, though. First Peter 5 and 8 says, be well-balanced, temperate, sober of mind, be vigilant and cautious at all times. We have to be cautious at all times. That's why we have to continue to be sober-minded. For that the enemy of yours, the devil, roams around like a roaring lion in fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize upon and devour. So the enemy is hunting us. Like I told y'all Thursday, I said, we are no longer the hunted. We are the hunters. And what does that mean? It doesn't mean that we're hunting for evil spirits to, you know, we're not doing that. Being a hunter means that we're hunting those that are trying to walk upright in the things of God. We are supposed to start to um, bring back our brothers and our sisters because God says that love thy neighbor as thyself. So if I love myself so much that I'm willing to follow after God and I understand who God is and I understand the love and the power that I receive from God, I want everybody to. Uh, experience what I've experienced. I want other people to experience the love of God. So we have to be sober minded because the enemy, he, he's looking whom he can devour. And Job, it talked about how he was roaming to and from. And God was like, what you doing? And he was like, man, I'm trying to find, basically trying to find somebody to eat. God talking about have you tried my, my servant Job? He say, How can I? He's covered. I can't even see him. And see, the enemy, the enemy can't see you. You're covered when you're walking in the things of God. But we also have to understand, you know, when we understand our enemy, we have to understand: am I actually on the battlefield fighting Satan? or am I actually in the classroom being taught by God? See, when God allowed the enemy to test Job, Job was not on the battlefield, he was sitting in the classroom, you know? He was sitting in the classroom taking a test. See, everything that we learn, everything that that God teaches us, you know, we are learning and then there's going to come a test. You know, God tests and approves us, you know, test and prove us. So sometimes we'll look at, oh, man, you know, the enemy is attacking me again. And God is like, you know, no, right now you're sitting in the classroom. You're not on the battlefield right now because I haven't deployed you. See, we first need to be employed. You know, we got we to gotta get into the, to the military. We got to get into the army of God first. And then God trains us. He, he teaches us. And then he deploys us. But there are times where he's like, all right, I need you to get back in the classroom. I need you to get back in the training room because right now you need training for this battle. You know, right now you're struggling with anger. Okay, I need you to get back in the classroom because I need to teach you patience. I need to teach you peace. And God is like, okay, so the way that I'm going to teach you and train you in peace and patience is I'm going to give you some situations where you got to be at peace, where you got to wait with patience. And we look at it like, dang, the enemy attacking me again. And now we're trying to run away from the teaching because we think it's the test. I mean, we think we're on the battlefield and the enemy is like, God. Because the moment we run away from the teaching and the test, we're not fully equipped. First thing we have to do is be fully equipped before we get on the battlefield. So if I'm running away from the teaching and the test, then I'm not able to understand and recognize that, there's something that I need. I need that peace, I need that patience because when I go on this battlefield, I'm gonna be struggling with anger, you know, not being patient. So I'm going out and doing things that are harming me because I didn't, I didn't understand that I wasn't on the battlefield at the moment I was in a classroom. And I walked out on the battlefield unprepared, not fully equipped. First Peter five and eight. Oh, I just read that. I'm tripping. Um, the world. So with the world, last scripture on Satan is, um, be careful because the enemy is seeks to still kill and destroy us. So. The enemy wants to steal from you. What does the enemy wants to steal from you? He wants to steal that word out of your heart. Remember, I talked about Thursday that um, Matthew 4 and 4, when it talks about if you receive a word and you don't understand it and you don't take care of it, the enemy comes and snatches it out of your heart. He wants to steal that word from you. He wants to steal that teaching from you. He wants to cause you to go out onto the battlefield unprepared because the moment you step on that battlefield unprepared, the cares of this world start to attack you. The things that the the fiery darts of the enemy start to attack you. And the reason why those attacks are getting through is because God was trying to teach you and train you in patience and peace, which is just shield of faith. He was trying to get you to be stronger when you putting up, putting up that shield of faith. But since I didn't get that teaching, I never picked up the shield. So when I got on the battlefield, you know, yeah, I got the word and I'm swinging the word. I'm swinging that sword but there's about a hundred arrows coming at me, you know, I can only do so much with the word. And the reason why the word is alive and powerful. Yes, but it's not going to have its full power because I don't have faith in its power. You know, I don't believe in that power as I should, but had I allowed myself to sit in that that, that, that teaching room, that training room, then I would have been able to pick up that shield of faith. So that's one of our enemies, Satan. Our other enemy is the world. John sixteen thirty three says, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world, you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustrations, but be of good cheer, take courage, be confident, certain, undoubting, for I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. This is so powerful because the world paints such a beautiful picture. The world will tell you that, oh, you don't look good so you need to do ev- beauty isn't natural anymore you know no that's not beauty what's beautiful is fake stuff all oh, you need everything fake then you'll be beautiful the world to tell you oh you know these things that used to be bad oh man they're not bad anymore you know The the world is evolving. So the word of God is evolving as well. So everything that was told in the Old Testament, or everything that was told even in the New Testament, is really obsolete now. We because, you know, the world is evolving. The world is moving to a higher place. So you don't really need all of that. So the world is telling you these things, you know, and now you're going through trials and tribulation because. You're believing the world, you know the world is telling you that uh you need this amount of money to live a comfortable life. you know you're not anybody if you don't have this amount in your bank account. you're not anybody if you don't have this many followers. you're not anybody if you have if you don't have this that and the third and we start to get frustrated we start to seek these things that the world is saying that we need and now we're not even seeking god anymore now our prayer life has ceased we don't even pray anymore you know now instead of us going to our godly connections instead of us coming together you know to fellowship man i'm too busy for that you know I just got back from the clubs. They, they, they have that, that, that Bible study stuff too early. I'm trying to sleep in. I'm trying to stay in bed, you know? And so the cares of this world start to uh, attack our mindset. First John 2 and 16, for all that is in this world, all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, craving for sensual gratification and the lust of the eye, the greeting, longing of the mind and the pride of life, assurance in one's own resources are in the stability of earthly things. These do not come from the Father, but from the world itself. So no longer am I looking at God as my source. I'm looking at the world as my source now, like, oh, the world say they could give me that. Cool. That's what I want, you know. And it causes us, see, when, when we allow the world to start to, to teach us, when we allow the world to start to look so pretty to us, to look so good to us, we get into that flesh. And now we got Satan attacking us. We got the world in front of us. And now I'm fighting with my, within myself. I'm wrestling within myself because the moment the world tells me that, oh, I'm nothing. If I don't have a million dollars in my bank account, I go into that fleshly nature and I'm like, dang, how can I get this million dollars? What do I need to do to get this million dollars so that, you know, I could feel like I'm something so I could feel like I'm somebody so I could feel like, you know, I'm not just a nobody, I'm somebody, I'm something, you know, I, I'm valuable, I'm important. Now we, we deal with self-doubt. You know, all of these things that we are dealing with is spiritual. You know, we're we we're, we're dealing with the spiritual enemy, Satan, the world, the flesh, you know. So after after all of that, now I done walked on the battlefield without my helmet of salvation without constantly having something that's going to renew my mindset without something that's going to tell me that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made without you know receiving that truth of God without the belt of truth now now I didn't took off the belt of truth the world tells me I'm nothing if I ain't got this let me take off this belt of truth cuz obviously that ain't true You know, so now instead of me walking in freedom from the world, I'm walking in bondage to the world. Now I'm on the battlefield and I see my brothers and sisters in Christ fighting these enemies. Oh man, this is terrible. Now I become one of their enemies. Now I'm telling them, oh, you're not good enough. Man, you was at the club yesterday. You you don't really care about God. Man, you was just now fornicating with an old boy, an old girl. You're not really in love with God. Now I become one of the enemies because I allowed the cares of this world. I allowed the enemy to blind me. I allowed the enemy to make me think less of myself than what God has already spoken over me. So now I'm not walking around with the belt of truth. I don't already took off the breastplate of righteousness because the enemy had been robbed a word out of my heart. You know, I'm not walking in the preparation of the gospel because my footing isn't is solid. I'm not walking on the solid foundation. Galatians 6 and 8 says, for he who sows to his own flesh lower nature sensual sensuality will from the flesh reap decay and ruin and destruction but he who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life so i didn't start i didn't start sowing to the flesh already they said that i need this surgery to look good <clears throat> let me start sowing to that flesh They told me I need to make this amount of money in order to find a wife. Let me start sowing to that flesh, you know? Everything that the the world is telling me that I need, I'm sowing to it. So at the end of the day, that money that I was making, I get a divorce. Half of it's gone. I'm not even happy. I'm not at peace. I'm not in joy. You know, I'm struggling now because I sold to destruction. I sold to ruin. You know, I didn't sow to eternal life. I didn't sow to the fruits of the spirit. Because I got into the flesh because I allowed the cares of this world to start to affect me. I started to walk in the flesh. You know, he tells us not to walk in the flesh because we shouldn't be fulfilling the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life. All of that is of the world. Galatians chapter five, verse 16 through 17 says, but I say walk and live habitually in the Holy Spirit, responsive and to the control and guidance guidance by the Spirit. Then you will certainly not gratify the cravings and desires of the flesh of human nature without God for the desires of the flesh are opposite of the Holy Spirit and the desires of the spirit are opposite to the flesh godless human nature for there they for these are ante- antagonistic to each other continually withstanding and in conflict with each other so that you are not free, but are prevented from doing what you desire to do. So when I talked about the the sword of the spirit on Thursday, I talked about how we have to fall onto that word because the word is quick and alive and it has the power to divide the soul from spirit. So God is already telling us that we've already been split. So when I'm walking in the flesh, that means that the spirit is nowhere present. That means that instead of me going through my test and going to my teacher, going to class, going to training, I think that I can go out onto the battlefield on my own, you know, without being fully equipped. So when I walk on the battlefield, not being fully equipped, then the moment I doubt the enemy has already won. Now, instead of me going back into the word of God, instead of me doing the things that I used to do, now I start to do that less and less. I start praying less. I start getting in my word less. And guess what? The third thing we need to know is what weapons can I use to defeat my enemy? But the moment I get into my flesh, I think that my weapons are carnal. Second Corinthians 3 and five. For though we walk, live in the flesh. See, I'm walking on the battlefield in the flesh. We are not carrying out our warfare according to the flesh and using mere human weapons. So for the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrowing and destruction of strongholds. And as much as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself ag- up against the true knowledge of God, and we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. So the moment I allow those three enemies, Satan, this world, and my flesh to overtake me, then I'm no longer walking in the spirit. I'm walking in the flesh. I'm no longer warring in the spirit. I'm trying to war, fight a spiritual war in the flesh. So I'm not using my spiritual weapons. What are my spiritual weapons? Prayer is my spiritual weapon. The word of God is my spiritual weapon. My godly connections, meaning the people that are walking this walk with me, are my spiritual weapons. And the moment I stop using my spiritual weapons, I am in a losing battle because the enemy knows that if I'm not using my spiritual weapons, then the enemy knows that all I have to do is take something from them, then they're gonna be mine. They're gonna be dancing in the palm of my hand because the moment I take their job from them, they start to curse God. The moment I take a relationship from them, They start to curse God. The moment I take a family member from them, they start to curse God because that, as long as that person was alive, they thought that, oh, well, God loves me. But the moment that person passes away, they're like, oh man, God doesn't love me. If God loved me, why would he take such and such from me? If God loves, then why do so many kids die? If God loves, then why did he kill so many people? If God loves me, why am I struggling? And we don't understand. We don't, we forget that there are things that we have to go through to make us and make us who we are, you know? There are things that we have to go through for God to start to prune us, for God to start to build us up, to strengthen us so that when these attacks come that I have a solid foundation and I have a renewed mindset. So when I stop using my weapon, which is prayer, when I stop praying against these things, now there's a scripture in the Bible and it talks about do not be be deceived by, um, by like sweet words because behind them can be seven devils. So now the enemy is sweet-talking me and there's seven devils behind him that he's trying to invite into my house, you know? So when, when I'm out on the battlefield, there can be somebody that I'm cool with, that's real cool, that I'm real cool with, and they can be like, man, Gio, you so great, you this, you that, you the third. And behind those words can be seven devils because they're only telling me that so that I can start taking part in the things that they're taking part in. So I can start going to the clubs, getting drunk, having sex with everybody or whoever is allowing me to have sex with them. So that I can start going out and selling my body for money because the, if I don't have money, then I'm a nobody you know so now i'm not even waging war in the spirit anymore i didn't i I stopped fighting you know i'm on the this is what we have to understand when we're on the battlefield am i fully equipped do am i fully equipped with the the armor of god do i know who my enemy is okay i see satan over there but I forgot that I'm fighting the world too. So now, okay, I, I got Satan right there. I know, I know he's trying to send these fiery darts. Let me put up the shield of faith. All right, I got the world right there. The world is trying to tell me some things. I'm fighting them with the sword of the spirit. But wait a minute. Those are the only two I'm fighting. Those are the only two I know about. Now I got to deal with these emotions. Now I have to deal with, you know, well, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe, maybe there's somebody that's better than me. Proverbs chapter four. What is it? Proverbs 4, 23. It says, keep and guard your heart with all vigilance and above all, that you guard for out of it flows the springs of life. Some virgin says the cares of this life, you know? So if I'm not, okay, I'm fighting Satan on one hand, I'm fighting the world on the other hand, but I forget I have to deal with this flesh as well. My emotions, your emotions are your enemy. Because the moment the world starts to get through, the moment the world starts to be like, well, the most beautifulest woman in the world has all these different surgeries that she had on her. Now, in my vanity, in my this and that, I'm thinking, well, maybe, maybe I need to start, you know, doing some surgery now. Uh-oh, there's a chink in the armor. There's a dent in the armor. Because the moment I start to get in that emotional mindset, I used to have the shield up super high, it's starting to fall down. Now the enemy is starting to get in. Those fiery darts, those fiery arrows, they're starting to hit now. They're starting to penetrate now. This is why we also need godly connections because those godly connections remind me of who I am those godly connections be like, Geo, pick, pick that shield back up. Pick that shield back up. Geo, get back into that word. You know, you gotta start, you gotta start fighting a little bit harder. Gio, you know what? You need to go back to training. Geo, you need to get back in the classroom. You need to get back into the, the testing room. Because right now you're, you're starting to loot, you're starting to be pushed back. We're supposed to be advancing, but you're starting to get pushed back, get from out of the front lines, you know. And so this is this is what we have to understand. We have to understand that those godly connections, yeah, we might love our friends that we were so. Man, I knew somebody for 15 years, but they're not trying to know anything about the word of God. But man, there's this new, this new cat. He trying to talk to me, trying to be cool with me, man. He's talking to me about the word of God. I don't know if I'm ready for all that. Don't mistake a God. Don't, don't, you know, dismiss a godly connection for somebody that is connected to the world. You know, because the moment, the moment I try to bring somebody into my garrison that's of the world. Now my, my now my garrison is infected, you know? Now the the, the person that was of the world comes into my garrison If if I wasn't fighting that spirit that's on them and I just bring them on in, like, yeah, come on over here. Now they're starting to infect everybody I'm connected to because if they infect me, everyone i'm connected to starts to get infected they start to get affected by it you know by my choices by my actions the enemy has an open door now i dismissed somebody that was of the of the kingdom of god that was actually fighting this battle alongside me because i don't know them but i've known him for 15 years so now i'm bringing him in Without him being, without him even wanting to know God, he still don't want to know God. But I brought him in because that's my boy. I'm I'm super close to him, you know? And now he's at the club every weekend. And now I'm like, well, it's not gonna hurt if I go once. It's not gonna hurt if I go this weekend this weekend starts to turn to every weekend i only go on fridays though fridays become friday and saturday then it becomes even sunday drink i i don't drink but it's not gonna hurt if i start drinking like daiquiris or something daiquiris become me at the club drinking bottles you know so this battlefield that i'm on i allow somebody to come in and infect it infect me so now again i'm walking in the flesh now but see when i have these godly connections not only are they helping me pick up my shield or pick up my sword or put on my my equipment not only are they helping me but they also protect me they can also fight those battles that I can't see. You know, if I'm looking this way at the enemy and I see the world trying to come, one of my godly connections can fight the world. But I have three enemies, I'm fighting the enemy, I'm fighting Satan, they're fighting the world, somebody else can be fighting that flesh, somebody else can be uplifting me to battle against that flesh. That's why God says that it's not good for man to be alone because we can't fight this fight alone. We have to have our godly connections. We have to have those people in our lives that can build us up, that can uplift us. Because what happens when I'm depressed, when I'm down, when I'm sad? How can I lift myself up? How can I encourage myself? God is like, okay, I'm gonna send somebody to encourage you. See that enemy that's the flesh, they didn't already, those emotions, oh man, I'm in my emotions right now. Somebody else comes along and they give me that hard truth. Get out of your emotions because your emotions are your enemy as well. Your, Your flesh is your enemy as well because the moment you start to doubt God, the enemy is like, well, open door. So now I need that person to come in my life to really build me up, to uplift me, to continue to speak some words into my life, you know? When I walk out the door, I used to have sticky notes of scripture to prepare myself for the war that's ahead. I don't do it anymore because I speak it over myself constantly. I'm, I'm to the point to where I'm, I've learned how to speak it over myself even before I get to the door. The moment I wake up, I'm speaking it over myself. You know, prayer, the, your words is a weapon. Life and death lies in the power of the tongue. I'm either speaking life to somebody or I'm speaking death to somebody. If I'm walking in the flesh, then I'm absolutely speaking death to somebody. If I'm walking in the flesh, that person, that, that's my godly connection that's coming to uplift me, I'm gonna speak deaf to them. So now, instead of me being on the side of righteousness, I end up being on the side of wickedness because now I'm attacking God's soldiers. I'm attacking the people of God. So we have to understand and recognize what weapons can I use to defeat this enemy? My prayer life, it has to be strong. I have to constantly pray me getting into the word of God, I constantly have to get into the word of God because I have to know this word. The sword of the spirit is my only offensive weapon. If I let go of the sword of the spirit, if I let go of this word of God, then I don't know what the truth is because the word of God is Christ. It says in the beginning was the word and the word, word was with God and the word was God. Word came down and became flesh and dwelt among us. So if I drop the word, then I'm dropping the belt of truth. I'm dropping the helmet of salvation because I can't be renewed. I can't have a renewed mindset. So I'm, we, we can't allow the enemy to deceive us so much that we forget about our weapons the weapons of our warfare are not carnal we don't fight uh uh, on the physical realm as much as we do on the spiritual realm are there battles on the physical realm i guess you could say so but more so is a spiritual battle if i'm if if i think what the world is offering me is better than what god is offering me is a spiritual battle so how do I overcome that? There's somebody that has gone through that. There is no, scripture says that there is no temptation that, is, that, is, that has ta- overtaken you that's not common to man. There is somebody that has overcome every single temptation, every single trial, every single tribulation that we all we have to do is find that person. Or, matter of fact, we don't even have to find them. God sends them to us. But it's up to us to accept them and receive them. Because that person, this is good, that person can be coming with nothing but the word of God. And the first thing we think, because we're in our flesh, is, oh, that's the enemy. We think somebody that's sent from God is the enemy. God is like, no, you're in the teaching room. You're in the classroom right now. You're not on the battlefield anymore. I've put you in the classroom. And we have to understand and recognize the difference when we're on the battlefield and when we're in the classroom. Because if we don't recognize and understand the difference, then we always find ourselves stand in the season when God has called us to move out of it. We're not, we're no longer in our winter season. We're no longer supposed to be in our winter season where things are being cut off, where things are dying off of us. We're supposed to be in our spring season where God is sowing new seeds, where new life is is being planted on the inside of us, where there's new beginnings. But since I'm in my flesh, I don't want to receive that. I don't want, that's the enemy. The enemy is trying to get me to go into a new beginning. That doesn't even make sense. The enemy wants you to stay in your winter season because the the longer it takes for certain things for you to die from, the longer it takes for me to receive new growth, new birth, new life, new beginnings. God is trying to plant peace, patience, long suffering, love on the inside of me, but he can't do that until I get to my spring season but I'm not in my spring season because I dropped all my weapons. I'm not praying anymore. I'm not in the word anymore. God is trying to send a Godly connection, but I'm like, no, I don't want that. Don't hold me accountable. You know, don't call out my sin. Don't expose my sin. Don't expose the darkness on the inside of me. Because I'm walking in the flesh. I want to stay in that night. I want to stay in that darkness. I allowed the cares of this world, the, 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 the glamour of this world, you know, I allowed that to entice me. So now light, I don't want that. I want this false light. I want the false light that the enemy is dressing up. He's dressing up as an angel of light. So I want him now. I don't want the, the, the marvelous light. I don't want the light that's gonna give me eternal life. I want the cares of this world right now. I want the riches of this world. Scripture says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole wide world but to lose his soul? Why would I gain something that I don't own? Scripture already said that the God of this world is Satan. Satan owns this world. So, why would I want something why would I want to be loaned something that belongs to Satan when God says that I will give you free gift of eternal life you don't have it's not something that I'm loan you no know, it's something that I'm giving to you freely the world belongs to the enemy so I'd rather give up the only thing I own, which is my soul, my mind, my will, and my emotions, my soul. I'd rather give, up my, give my soul to the enemy, my emotions, my will, you know, my mindset. I'd rather give this to him so that he'll loan me the world, but at the end of the day, I'm going to receive death from it. Like, if I'm going to be loaned something, it's no benefit from it. You know, there's no benefit from receiving this world from the enemy, but I'm giving him something so precious, which is my mind, my will, and my emotions. So the moment the world turns on me, I'm in torment. The moment the world tells me I'm not good enough, I'm struggling. The moment the the stuff that I didn't gain from the world starts to be a curse onto me, I have no peace. I have no joy. Oh, the world to paint a beautiful picture of they're living a lavish life, a good life. They're happy, but behind closed doors, there's what? Seven devils. After you see all that beauty, that glam, there's seven devils behind it. There are seven demons behind it. There are seven things more wicked than what it is. So understand that you're on the battlefield when, you, when, you leave, when you're fully equipped, reckon, make sure you're fully equipped before you step on the battlefield. If you're not fully equipped, God is going to send you right back to the classroom. Because if you're not fully equipped, God is like, okay, well, they don't understand how to put on the, the breastplate of righteousness. I need to teach them. They don't understand how to guard their heart. I need to teach them. They don't understand how to put on the helmet of salvation, they don't understand how to how to constantly renew their mindset, I need to teach them. Let me take them off the battlefield put them back in the classroom, let me take them off the battlefield put them back in the training room, let me take them off the battlefield put them back in the gym. You know God doesn't want us to be on the battlefield naked God doesn't want us to be on the battlefield ill prepared not prepared not fully ready, you know. When God sends us out, he knows we have the helmet of salvation. He knows we have the breastplate of righteousness. He knows we have the belt of truth, which is freedom. He knows we're walking in the preparation of the gospel. He knows that we have the shield of faith up, and he knows that we have the sword of the spirit. When he sends us out, the moment that we start to drop things or start to lose or get pushed back, he's like, all right, come back. I need to teach you again understand those are the seasons that we're going through. When we start to lose, when we start to get pushed back, God is like, okay, they're in the winter season. There's some things I need to take off of them. Not equipment, but things I need to take off of you means that, okay, they got cut. I need to heal that cut. What was the cause of that cut? There are some people in their lives that, okay, I need to remove them. You're in a winter season. God is healing you in your season, winter season, but He also has to remove some things off of you. He has to heal some things off of you. So there's a mindset, oh, the, the helmet came off? They're in their winter season. I need to re them or te- take them to another level. We go from faith to faith, from glory to glory. So. Now we're on another level. We don't wrestle with the same enemy. We didn't got to another level. So now there's another enemy that's on another level. So God is like, all right, I need to teach them something about the helmet of salvation. I need to get them a deep, give them a deeper revelation. I had a good revelation earlier. Now God is like, I need to get them to, them to a deeper revelation. Now we gotta go deeper, you know? So this is why it's so important that we recognize and understand one, the season that we're in, and we have to understand when we're on the battlefield, when we're in the training room, and we have to know the weapons that we can use. We have to know the enemy that's fighting against us. And before I go off to battle, Sometimes I try to go out when God hasn't sent me out. God is like, you're not ready. You're not prepared. You didn't already went out without the belt of truth. So when you went out, you was already walking in bondage. You wasn't even walking in freedom. So immediately it was too much for me. I had to come back. I had to come back to the uh, training room. So I'll pray that y'all receive that. I pray that, that this was so encouraging for y'all. Um, dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time. Thank you for your word, Lord God. Thank you for your teachings, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that that you receive all the glory, Lord God, that you receive all the honor, all the praise, Lord God, because I am nothing without you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, but with you, Lord God, you strengthen me, Lord God. Teach me, Lord God, what What I need to be taught, Lord God. Teach me to use my weapons, Lord God. Teach me how to use my weapons, Lord God. Help me to know my enemies, Lord God. Help me, Lord God, to rely on my godly connections, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Help me to always be fully equipped with your word, Lord God, and fully equipped with your armor, Lord God. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. And before we, before